Fuckers. All right. How's it going? We're back. A bit late again. We apologise. We're proper shit. We're not proper shit. We have had stuff going on and we've been away with kids for a week. That's and, why this were late, isn't it? And as you can tell, Carl is really poor. Oh, I'm full of it. So I apologise. We do a test every time before we start and I know how bad I sound. She's not got COVID though. No, I've not. It's just a normal cold. Bit of a chest infection, I think. So, how's everybody been? School holidays, been all right? We we went away for a week, didn't we? Yeah, we spent a week at Caravan. We dropped on really lucky with weather. It was really nice up until last day, wasn't it? Yeah. Storms were due in. But and we we've went... got a new member of the family. We've got a new puppy. Yeah. Opie. Opie is called. So we've got a Jackson Opie now for Sons of Anarchy fans. Which I've just finished. Late, and... I know. But but I, what? But I finally give it a go after nagging and nagging, and I really fucking enjoyed it, <laughs> like everything else. And I just said to her, all this tells you is you need to fucking listen to me more. <sighs> Why change a bit of a lifetime, Philip? Um, in terms of stuff we've watched, I don't think we've actually watched anything serial killery, have we? No. We've watched no new documentaries. No, we're watching a thing on. Amazon Prime at the minute called Cruel Summer. Yes, we are. That's worth a watch. It kind of reminded me when it first started, like that first episode, it was very 13 reasons why sort of teenager-y. Yeah. Um, but stick with it because it is worth it. But since we've uh, finished Sons, we haven't started no new series yet, have we? We're trying to hold off. No, uh, we're catching up with Anne's Maid's Tale, aren't we? Yes. Yeah, because we, we were in front for such yeah. a long time. And then we couldn't get no, no no more streams, could we? So that's catching up now. I know there's two new dramas starting as well that we've put on series link. And Premier League football's back, so I'm happy. Even though we've just got smashed. <laughs> we are five one. But it's just good good for it to be back, isn't it? Yeah. It's Saturday, August fourteenth, and what that will tell you is, me and Carla. We don't bulk record. It's literally a few days before we record. Off the cuff. There's no real editing if you haven't listened to our podcast before. Yeah, we don't we don't make it all dancing, singing with bells attached. It is what it is. We're sat in his bedroom, still on two fishing chairs. We're even that off the cuff that we're fucking late with his episodes. Oh, that's <laughs> really bad though. It is really bad. See, I did find, you know, when we were committed to once a week, yeah. right at the beginning, we were knocking them out, not a problem. <laughs> but we were in a lockdown as well, weren't we? Yeah. So, you know, we're both working. So Kids holidays. They've had three weeks without a podcast, so let's fucking crack on. Right. Because they'll be bored of hearing it as well. Right, so I'm first this week. This person that I'm going to tell you about was actually... Sent to me by our good friend Yemi George. Who? Who? Um, 
you remember, sorry, but you remember commenting made the other night, and I said, well, 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 we haven't recorded yet. Yeah. And I said to you, it'll all make sense. Yeah. We'll just remember that comment. Um, so this person is called Dale Cregan, and he was also nicknamed the One-Eye Cop Killer. So Dale Cregan was born on the 6th of June in 1983 to Paul and Anita Marie Cregan. He was one of three siblings. Eventually, his dad left family home and he went on to marry a former policewoman. Dale went to Little Moss High School in Greater Manchester and apparently soon started selling weed, sort of dropped in with that kind of crowd. And he also developed a bit of a fetish for knives. After he'd finished school, he went and lived with his sister in Tenerife for about 18 months. And then when he returned, he decided... And he came back to shitty England. Yeah. I know where we'd have been. Yeah. Um, when he came back, he started collecting guns. Now, it's said that he ended up owning 10 weapons, including a machine gun and hand grenades by the age of 22. Is he collecting them because he likes collecting them or is he collecting them because he thinks he needs them? I don't get the picture that he was collecting them. So, he wasn't... He, he wasn't doing a Whitley and he had his knives in a nice cabinet on show and display for an interesting hobby. I think he was collecting them to... That's a reference to Prodigal Son for people. Yeah, that's that another... <laughs> if, if you haven't watched that either, give that a go. Um, no, he was collecting them to use them. So, from dealing weed, Dale then started dealing cocaine. Now, this bloke... He was claiming about £20,000 a week in profit. Drived a really nice car, had really nice holidays. Who says crime don't pay? Yeah. Now, one thing that gets asked a lot is why is he called the one-eyed cop killer? So I'm going to show you a picture of Dale Cregan. Have you ever seen him, by the way? That That's your new puppy <laughs> in background. So do you know Dale, the Dale Cregan case? No. No, so you won't have seen a picture of him. So, let me show you a picture of the one-eyed cop killer. I'm assuming he's got one eye. Well, you'd assume, right. So that's Mr. Dale Cregan. Right. Okay, go have a look, everybody that's listening. Now, obviously he's only got one eye. The story behind that, it was actually carved out in a street brawl when in Thailand, and apparently got well out of hand, and Dale lost his eye. So... Did he find it? Fuck off. He obviously didn't have it put back in, did he? So, obviously, Dale were known to be quite a violent person. Um, his reputation were becoming worse. Like I said, getting older, even crazier weapons. Um, a video went round of him on social media, basically throwing hand grenades um, against somebody's house. All these videos are on YouTube as well. Okay, so you can imagine, he, he were quite well known in Manchester and he had this really shitty reputation and he actually had quite a few public feuds with some different families and he was known to finish these feuds with violence and his weapons. Mm. So one man that he ended up in a feud with, basically his name was Mark Short and Mark had got into a bit of an argument with a woman that Dale knew. Dale took that as an excuse to go finish this feud. They had a bit of an history of a feud. Um, so in May 2012, he stormed into a pub, masked, and just opened fire, killing him. And then, ten weeks later, in August of 2012, he then killed Mark's dad, David Short, 
again masked up, chasing down David. The fuck did he kill his dad for? Because he was part of this family feud. Right. Um, where, whilst David was laying on the floor, Dale then threw grenades at him and walked away. Now, this bloke don't give a fuck. He really don't give a fuck. Now, the police did say that, obviously, somebody using military weapons in street doesn't happen often. So it kind of took him by surprise, but it gained massive interest. Oh, I should think so. <laughs> Very fucking quickly. So obviously, Dale was the main suspect in both murders. And then this massive manon started. They actually put out a £25,000 reward. This is great at Manchester Place. Um, to anyone that could lead to his arrest. But because his reputation were that bad... 25 grand, what enough? 25 grand was not going to fucking get you anywhere. They actually said, if anyone did give him up, they won't live long enough to spend the reward money anyway. Right. The police then put it up to 50,000 and still nobody helped. Nobody fucking... Nothing. Not a sniff. So it meant that Dale won't run. But he's, I'm laughing because he's got no patience, this guy. He soon give up. He was bored of being on run. Right. So he approached a woman's house in Abbey Gardens, Greater Manchester, and he decided that he was going to set the police up. What he didn't know, though, was it would be two unarmed female police officers that turn up to the house. So I'm going to play you at 999 call, and I want you to just listen to how calm and calculated it was. We're expecting big things here. I just, I find it really fucking, <coughs> it's just too calm. Police emergency. Uh, someone's just put a big concrete slab in my back window and ran off. Of the house or a car, what are we talking? No, sorry, in my back window, in the house. In the house, what's the address there, please? 30 Abbey Gardens, Motion. Did you see them? Seen one, yeah. Do you know them? No, I don't know. Okay, did they, do you know why they've done it? I haven't got a clue. Okay. Is it a rear window, did you say? Yeah, it's in the back garden. Were you in the room where it came through, or did you hear the bang? No, and I was through? upstairs, I looked out the window and seen one boy running off. Is it a kitchen window that's gone through? Yeah, kitchen. So it's just happened prior to your ringing, has it, yeah? Yeah. And it's a piece of concrete, yeah? Yeah, it's a piece of concrete. At the corner of the paving stone. So it's a piece of concrete paving stone, yeah? Yeah. So it's all one person running off, yeah? Yeah. Which road they ran? What direction? Ran there. Uh, there's a, like a field at the back, and I've seen them running over the field. I can point it out to the officer. Which field? What road is the field on? Is it off Abbey Gardens or...? Uh, Kind of, yeah, but you... Not on the other side of Ashworth Lane? Yeah. So they've gone toward Broadbottom Road across the field? No, not that. Yeah, kind of, yeah. If you, It's weird where it is, because it's like all the gardens and then a bit of the field, but you can see out the window and that's where it's seeing. Is it in the general direction of Mottram Church or the other way? Yeah, the other way. The other way. So they've gone on to the estate, further towards Jump Kennedy yeah. anyway. Yeah, that's it, yeah. Okay. Okay, was he a white male? He had another mate, so I couldn't tell you, but 
He was a male, though, yeah. Yeah, he was a male. You know how old he was? No, but he was about about my size, about 5'9". He slim, medium. Medium build. Medium build. Medium. And what was he wearing then? Black coat with a hood up, grey tracksuit buttons. <clears throat> You didn't recognise him, no? No. And you've no idea why it might have happened? From off the top of my head, no. I'm trying to rip my brains now, see if I pissed anyone off, but yeah, I don't think yeah. so, no. Okay, 07.425. Was he carrying anything, this lad, other than obviously the piece of stone that he'd lobbed? He, no. didn't, he didn't look like it, mate. No, three, no. He didn't <coughs> see anybody else, no? No. Your name, please? Adam. What's your second name, Adam? Gartry. Sorry, spell that for me, please. Gar G A R. Yeah. E R W. Sorry, just give me that again. G R. G A R. Yeah. E R W. E R W. No, T R W. Gartry. Ah, Gartry, sorry. That's what I did. That's what I did. And you live at 30, do you, Adam? Yeah. Okay. And you think it's an act of damage as opposed to somebody trying to break into the house, do you? Possibly, yeah. But I'm thinking because if you look through the back window, I'm decorating at the minute, so there's no curtains up. If you look through the back window, you can see the plasma. So I'm wondering if they've... So you're thinking... Where they, where they broke the window? Is no. It, is it near a handle or anything to open another uh, window? Quite a big window, actually, so they would have had no problem getting through. Climbing through, okay. I'll get an officer up there, have a look around, see if they can see anybody similar, and then they'll come and see you. All right, Adam. How long would it take? Do you know we're up there? I know that it's looking, it's not that serious. Well, because it's just happened, it's gone in on the priority, so that's within the hour, certainly. But okay. so they'll try and get up there as soon as, if there's a possibility, he's still knocking about. All right, then. Thanks very much. Okay. I'll, I'll, wait, uh, I'll be waiting. All, all right. right. All right, Adam. All right, bye. 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 Right, so. He's very, very calm. <laughs> Even like laughing and joking with operator. Operator, I'll be fucking it waiting. It seemed to fucking go on for ages. Yeah, but it, can you? I can... And he's maintained his level of calmness. Yeah, the but fact obviously that... I don't know what to come. <laughs> right. So I tell right. So I'll go on to the next part before we discuss that phone call. I'll go on to the next part. So when two police officers arrived, unarmed because they thought it were a routine call, someone had smashed a window. And I was thinking, as the phone call was going on, surely when he gives them his name, they're going to think, hang on, 
Your well, wanted. Obviously. <laughs> he, he didn't, obviously, he didn't give him a Didn't use his name, no. So, yep, these two female officers arrive unarmed. Dale Cregan didn't say a fucking word, opened front door and opened fire. He fired 32 rounds in 31 seconds from a Glock pistol, killing both of them. That that that's no fucking about that. That's just fucking then open fire until then. As he walked and stepped over them on the floor, he threw an M seventy five and grenade on top of them. He fucking loves his grenades, doesn't he? He fucking does. And calm as anything, got into a car, drove himself straight to a police station, and landed himself in. Why? Why did them two police officers have to fucking die? He said he was sick of being hunted, so he needed to teach him a lesson. Right. So, on YouTube, you can watch the CCTV footage of him pulling up at the police station, getting out of the car, walking to the main desk, and handing himself in. And you can see just how fucking calm he was. Yeah, I'll be watching them. So, on the 13th of June, 2013, Dale Cregan was sentenced to life imprisonment with a whole life order. So basically he will spend the rest of his life in prison. Good. For the four murders. He admitted killing PC Fiona Bone and PC Nicola Hughes, father and son David and Mark Short. Dale actually said in an interview he had done two coppers in because they were hounding his family. His only regret was the fact it were two women and not men. Don't fucking make any difference. And it basically was the first case in Britain where hand grenades were used as weapons. Yeah. And also, this gentleman, if you can call him that, because of his reputation, because of his gang... Affiliation. Affiliation, this gentleman had over 100 police car escort to and from court for every day of his trial. Fucking hell. It was a massive, massive... So where is he? What, Dale Cregan now? Yeah. So Dale Cregan, he went to... He got sent to a mental institute, how they called? Facility. Facility. So he was taken there for a little bit, but he got sent back to another prison um, because he moved from a Category A. And I remember... All oh, right, so he basically was moved to a psychiatric hospital, but when he were there, he was bragging about how much he had a cushy life. Um, and that hospital was Ashworth, Ashworth Hospital in Merseyside. Right. Um, but he's now been moved to the max, maximum security category A, full Sutton prison. Right, so that's where he is. Yeah. That's where he is now. Yeah. Category A. Um, he then went obviously to the psychiatric unit, and then he got moved back. So that's where Dale. Uh, that's where Dale Cregan currently is. Right. Not a very long one. Not a very, you know. There's no psychiatric agenda behind it. There's no trauma from childhood. There's no. No background on him. Just the little bits and bats that there were. Oh, he was just a fucking gang wannabe member that. I don't, I don't think he were a wannabe, to be fair. Well, no, he, he certainly wasn't a wannabe. But now does it make sense what Yemi's comment was? 
What did he say? Oh, he said he removed his eye. Oh, the fucking dumb bastard. <laughs> he says he tried overtaking him. <laughs> he didn't know his place. Um, I just wanted to add on to NDR case. Mm-hmm. Obviously, what has happened this week? Oh, uh, yeah. Such horrific scenes in Plymouth. Were it Plymouth? Plymouth, yeah. Awful. Uh, there's been a spree shooting in Plymouth, uh, which is included the death of a five-year-old girl, I believe. Either three or five. Either three uh, or five. And a dad. But we'll have more details on that for next it's episode. But it's just really... Really... A spree killing, and then he's turned gun on himself, so no one gets any answers. That's what I was saying last night. There's literally nothing, is there? There's no reasoning behind it. Not saying that it makes it better, but I think, I think as a person, if your family has been affected... Well, this young you, girl, we're out walking a dog. Walking a dog with a de- mum, yeah, I know. Just horrific. Fucking awful. So, yeah, absolutely awful. Awful things. Right, so, my case this week is about a male... Byron David Smith. So, <clears throat> Byron David Smith lives in Little Falls, Minnesota. The date of the event in question is Thanksgiving Day 2012, which drops on Thursday the 22nd of November. Um, it involves an 18-year-old girl called Haley Kiefer and a 17-year-old boy called Nicholas Brady. And these two were cousins. Right. And basically what happened is Haley and Nicholas broke into the home of Byron David Smith, 65 years old. Now, a bit of background on Byron David Smith. He was retired from the US State Department, never married, lived alone. His brother described him as a security engineering officer. Okay. That makes a bit of a loner. So prior to this event... Byron David Smith had claimed that he'd been burgled at least six times in a few months. Stolen from his house were thousands of dollars in cash. His father's prisoner of war. His fa- I think it might have been a watch, prisoner of war watch from World War Two. Right. A family heirloom, somewhat really personal. Uh, a coin collection, his medals from Vietnam because he'd previously served, and a chainsaw. So his house had been broken to a few times. Items, have, items have been stolen. Byron David Smith also claimed that Haley and Nick had broken two times before. So he knew them. He'd only reported one. Byron, I'll say instead of Byron David Smith because it's pissing me off. <laughs> he began routinely wearing a holster with a loaded gun. So obviously he were, he were getting fucking annoyed. He were getting annoyed. Someone's coming back, breaking in over and yeah. over again. He installed a security system. Obviously protecting himself. So, on November 2012, 22nd, Haley and Nick break into Byron's home again. What they didn't know this time is Byron Davis Smith was waiting for him. Okay. It's said that previously to Haley and Nick coming to break into his house, that Byron had moved his car from his drive to appear that he wasn't... That he were out. That he were out. So... What Haley and Nick didn't know, that he was sat in his ba- basement armed. With his gun. Yeah. He'd heard people walking about outside his re- residence and then he heard the shattering of glass on the main level. Smith told investigators they then heard footsteps in the main hallway. Someone had obviously entered his home. And a few minutes later, someone started coming down the stairs to the basement. Okay. 
So armed with a point two two three rifle. I have no fucking idea what that means. <laughs> he shot the intruder as he's coming down the stairs. This intruder is 17-year-old Nick. So Nick falls down the stairs and Smith shoots him twice while he's on the stairs and once in the face at the bottom of the stairs. Okay. He then progresses to wrap Nick's body in a tarp and drags him into another room. Right, so this has gone This has gone past I'm protecting my fucking property. I understand he's pissed think? off, right? And that he's probably sick to death of him breaking into his house. But... So, he shoots this kid... Yep. Because he's protecting his property. <coughs> from his point of view. Please don't die in his collar on the podcast. Because <coughs> there's no way we could put it out then. You wouldn't fucking have I a clue what to do. Um, so he don't, he don't phone police. No. He drags Nick's body into another room, wraps it in a tarp. A few minutes later, he hears an additional set of footsteps coming down the stairs. This, of course, is Haley. Yep. So he told the investigators that he waited to see the female's hips, and then he opened fire. 18-year-old Haley fell down the steps, and he attempts to fire at her again, but his rifle jams. And Smith says that he shot her, and when his rifle jams, she laughs at him. So Smith says, quote, if you're trying to shoot somebody and they laugh at you, you go again, unquote. So he gets a twenty-two revolver and shoots her in the chest several times, but somehow she's still alive. So what Smith does... He gets his handgun, places it under a chin, and fires. So then Smith waits till the next day to call the police, saying he didn't want to bother law enforcement on Thanksgiving. How fucking courteous of him. (laughs) Right, so police were told the two teens were killed because they tried to rob his house. Now, what's interesting is all of these events are recorded. Because I said he'd set up CCTV. Yeah. Not only is it set up CCTV, it plays audio and video. You're right. And the recording of Haley is played, and she ain't laughing, she's screaming. S- okay. Now, what's also really interesting about this case is you can listen to that on YouTube. Oh. And I'll listen to it, and it's pretty fucked up. <laughs> I'll have to have a listen. So Smith says that. Quote, he fired a good clean finish, unquote. So the whole investigation debate is Castle Doctrine is a common law in America where individuals have the right to use reasonable force, including deadly force, to protect themselves against an intruder in their home. Right, I totally understand that, but he hasn't fucking done that. (laughs) He's gone way past the fucking point of protecting his own. So... Legal legal analysts have stated that initial shootings most likely would have been justified under Minnesota's castle law, but the subsequent shots were not justified once any threat had been removed. Yeah. So obviously he shot them, the threat was removed, but then... He continued. Yeah. And not only did he continue, but he then took the bodies to tarp and wrapped them up and then didn't ring police for an extra day because he didn't want to bother them. A gentleman called Professor Joseph Olson uh, from the Univ- University School of Law 
says, quote, I think the first shot is justified after the person is no longer a threat because they're seriously wounded. The application of self-defense is over, unquote. So a number of aspects of the case were noted by police has been inconsistent with self-defense. So Smith previously moved his truck earlier in the day. He claimed it was in order to clean his garage. Prosecutors argued at his trial that it was an attempt to make the house look abandoned in order to lure burglars into his home. So in addition to his house surveillance system, Smith also recorded at least six hours of audio on a digital recorder in the basement of his residence. He was sitting in a chair at the bottom of the stairs with a loaded rifle and a tape recorder that captured not only the shootings of Nick and Haley, but also a monologue by Smith. Prior to the breaking, he's heard saying, quote, in your left eye, and, quote, I realise I don't have an appointment, but I would like to see one of the lawyers here, unquote. Strange. So the the prosecution noted that Hayley Kiefer was later shot in the left eye by Smith. Right. And alleged that the other statement is a rehearsal of what he would say after the shooting. shooting. So it's, it's getting him on premeditation, An indication he knew he would soon need a fucking liar. Yeah. Uh, following the shootings, Smith captured a number of statements, including, quote, I'm not a bleeding heart liberal. I feel like I was cleaning up a mess. Not like spilled food, not like vomit, not even like, not even like diarrhoea. The worst possible mess. And I was stuck with it in some tiny little respect. In some tiny little respect. I was doing my civic duty. If the law enforcement system couldn't handle it, I had to do it. I had to do it. So, (coughs) Smith was initially charged with two counts of second degree murder. However, in April 2013, he was indicted on two counts of first degree murder. His bail was set at 50k, which Smith posted. His kids are shouting in the background. (laughs) Sad from, I think. So, on April 29, 2014, Byron David Smith was found guilty on two counts of first-degree murder with premeditation and on two counts of second-degree murder after three hours of jury deliberations. He was immediately sentenced to life in prison without parole. The audio recordings you can also access through YouTube. All right. The audio recordings were named by the jurors as the biggest influence on their decision. Well, it's going to be... It's going to be, but can I ask, at no point did they try to argue any sort of mental health on this? I find it really bizarre that 65-year-old, did you say? Yeah. So he's got to 65-year-old, it, it, no, it makes no sense that he'd just randomly start killing people. He'd, he'd, had, he'd had enough. I think he'd had enough, but from what you've... Obviously, I've not listened to recordings, I'm going to listen to him. And... This bloke served in he Vietnam. He served in Vietnam and stuff. Yeah. Um, so that's the case of Byron David Smith. But what's really interesting is at the time that I decided to do this, it reminded me of a film that we've watched. Right. Don't Breathe. Yes. Which is obviously a film about two people who break into a gentleman's house who's blind. And if you haven't watched it, watch it because it's a really good film. Yeah. Ironically... It were on this week. You've recorded it, haven't so you? So I've recorded it. And also, trailers have started coming for Don't Breathe 2. Oh, have it? So this case kind of reminded me of Don't Breathe. Yeah. And obviously it's really interesting because 
he's, he's defended his property, but he's took it too far. Yeah, and I, I don't think that it's a matter of took it too far because he's pissed off. I think from what you've said about these recordings, there's some there's something else a bit that's going on. I don't know. When I listened to this recording, I was sat next to you and I had my uh, my full headphones on. I remember you saying, you said, I've just listened to something. I've just listened to somebody getting murdered and fuck me, yeah. is what you said. Yeah. I'll, yeah, you did. So... I'll listen to it. Check out the videos on YouTube, because I'm going to check out the videos on... Of Dale Cregan. Yeah. Throwing his hand fucking grenades everywhere. The one-eyed fucking... Cop. Cockhead. He is a cockhead. So, <laughs> short and sweet, I think that was. I know it is a short and sweet. We will have... We'll be back on track. We promise. Pinky fucking promise. I think it's justified, though. I think it's justified. It just makes us look shit, doesn't it? We still love you all. We do. And we still really enjoy doing it. It's not because we're not... We've had us number one fan on us back, Charmaine. Yeah, we have, haven't she? She's, like, (laughs) sending us messages, like, we're ticking clocks. Hurry up. So, So... I hope you enjoy it. We'll see you next week. Definitely see you in two. Bye for now. Bye.